Uh, morals, ethics, character. In my life, I've got lots of friends, lots of acquaintances, but I don't have a lot of Steves. Every time I saw him, it was, hey, Coach. Coach Hall. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. And those words of tribute and respect are all for a gentleman named Steve Hole. He was a big part of this community, especially if you went to Logan High School or Logan Middle School. He was in education for over 40 years. More than 30 of those years were at Logan High School and Logan Middle School. Steve passed away recently at the end of April. And so today on the podcast, a little bit different format for you. I'm going to turn things over to Terry Erickson. Terry, along with Tim Colgan and Scott Mahalovic, all three of them very close friends with Steve Hole, are uh, giving us a, a tribute to Steve Hole, what he meant to the community and what he meant to them. And when we come back, we'll get right into Terry's conversation with Tim and Scott. This is Around River City. I'm Terry Erickson. As we record this podcast on Thursday, May 5th, eight days since the sudden passing of Steve Hall, deep grief, certainly a true sense of loss, still felt by his wife Mary, two children, Scott and Katie, grandchildren, family members, the Logan family, the North Side, and in many ways the entire community because he influenced people in so many ways. Well, with me to talk about Steve Holt, two friends that knew him up close and personal, Tim Colgan and Scott Mahalovic. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks Scott. for having us, too. Let's start with the word friendship, because it was it's so so important with friendships I have with you and and, and Steve Hall. You know, the quote that I really like uh, goes like this. What we once enjoyed as a deep friendship, we can never lose. Why? Because all that love and appreciation becomes part of who you are. I love that quote. And when I read the quote, I thought about you, Timmy. Tim Cogan, great friend of Steve Hall. I was. I was a great friend of Steve Hall for a lot of years. You know, I've known him since I can remember. So probably 10 years old or so, his folks and my folks were friends. My brother and his brother were the same age. Steve and I were the same age. Steve's sister was best friends with my sister. So we always kind of uh, got together, and, uh, you know, I've, I've known Steve, you know, just for a lot of years. The beginning of the story. We're going to get into that story. The other quote I really like, and it applies to you, Scott Mahalovic, a friend is like a four-leaf clover, hard to find, lucky to have. You are lucky. Not only... To be his friend, you were lucky to be his co-worker. Absolutely, um, I, I learned a lot from Steve over the years, and we we worked together at Logan for the better part of thirty-five, forty years um, that I've known him. And uh, uh, as I said at uh, his funeral, you know, he is just a man's man. He was just somebody that um, y- you hoped your sons could be like um and and they say in this life you know you have a lot of acquaintances but not always a lot of friends i consider steve yeah and and i always thought you're good at this in order to uh have a friend you got to be a friend and you are always right beside him when you were working with him 
Back to Timmy. Well, wow. you know, there's there was, um, I think about, the word has it that when you grew up, you were you and your friends were sort of renegades, and Steve uh, was the Eddie Haskell of the group from Leave It to Beaver. Is that true? Well, except Eddie would get into trouble, I think, but Steve never would get into trouble. You know, his dad was Larry, and we called him Larry, right? Steve Hole, we called Larry. And you guys had a name for him, too, Of but we called him Ace also, so it was either Larry or Ace. Larry being his dad's name, that was just kind of a high school thing. But um, where were we going with this? You were going, like, the stories, <laughs> just give us one Oh, he was story. a renegade. Oh, yeah, oh, well, yeah, you were the renegade. Well, yeah, unfortunately. And he kind of... He sort of set you straight a few times. Well, you know, when we were young and we came home from the service, certainly for me, I was, you know, not the sanest person around. And so Steve and I ran around quite quite a bit when we were young. We hung out at a tavern that was right next door to Mary's house. In fact, Mary's grandpa would come over there, Rule. I don't know if you remember Rule. Of course. And Mary, we'd see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so we'd sit there with our friend Tom, Tom Lovejoy, another great buddy of ours. And we'd sit there and play cards all day. And we would drink. And then we'd get a bite to eat. And then we'd drink some more. (laughs) But Steve wouldn't drink some more. Steve would just, you know, whenever we started to go over the edge, Steve was on his way home, or probably a few years later, he was looking for Mary. So, you know, uh, well, proud Northside residents. You know, a lot of people at the uh, tribute to him last Sunday, a lot of people uh, would refer to him as Mr. Hole or S. Hole or Steve, but not me. I always, since I knew him uh, as a teacher and a coach, I always called him Coach Hole. Here's why. When you think of a coach, it's somebody that's uh, a mentor, somebody that uh, always is, lifts you up, somebody that is has passionate and is behind you when you succeed, but more importantly, when you fail. So every time I saw him, it was, hey, Coach, Coach Hole. Did you ever... Did you ever Working with him, Scott, you sensed that too, didn't you? Absolutely. Um, you know, he he was a leader in many different ways, and I was fortunate to have him uh, kind of get us out of a hole, quite frankly. Uh, we were uh, spinning our wheels at the activities director position and had three people who were there for short times, and we needed some stability. Um, Mr. Hole, Steve, uh, came to the rescue and uh, probably one of the best hires I ever made, and Absolutely. You had his stability, credibility, uh, passion, all those things. You know, when I think of Steve, I think of three words starting with the letter P. And I, I want your reaction on this. One, pride. Pride in his family, in his teams, in his school, in the North Side, in his career, in the Oktoberfest, in his coaches, and pride in his friendship. Would you agree with that, Timmy? Absolutely. Yeah, he was uh, very proud of being a Logan Ranger. And I mentioned that in the letter he sent to me before we went to Vietnam. I had said he sent me a letter um, just before we left. He was uh, deploying November 12th, and I was going December 2nd. And he sends me a letter. And it was a two-page letter, but a page and a half was about Logan, you know, telling me to score. Chippewa did this and, you know, all that, what the record was. I thought he was going to write and say, I saw Mary Jane or I saw Barb or whoever these people were that we associated with back then. But, no, he loved the Rangers. And so the three Ps, I totally agree with. Pride. The second P, passion. Now, Scott, maybe maybe more than anyone else, 
his passion, not lukewarm like a lot of people have, his passion he wore on his red and white sleeves, no doubt about it, um, the Wisconsin Badgers. I ran the Crazy Legs race last Saturday. The race ran through the UW campus, started near the Cole Center, ended at Camp Randall. When I'm running that race, because it was the, shortly after he had passed away, and the night before the tribute at Logan High School, I thought about him because this, uh, in spite Besides being a red and white Logan fan, he was a red and white Badger fan, and that was his passion. Indeed. <laughs> I, I would say, quite frankly, and I've um, been with a lot of people on the north side of lacrosse, and there's a lot of people who bleed red and white, but probably no one person more than Steve Hall. Did he have any other attire besides red and white <laughs> clothes? Because that's what he loved to wear. Yeah, well, he uh, he had a couple suits. We, we saw him now and again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, the third word, you can both uh, react to this, I hope. Third word that I thought of that uh, really depicts him uh, and his life is perseverance. Here's what I mean. Uh Things were rough. You alluded to that early. Some, it, it wasn't all, you know, a panacea. It wasn't a Shangri-La. Things got difficult. Uh, there was some resistance uh, on things that, that he and you and the rest of the staff did at Logan. Uh, some roadblocks with improvements for the track. Not everybody bought into the golf tournament right away, but he had a vision uh, and persevered and uh, and went up. When he finished his last golf tournament uh, for the Booster Club, he had raised and helped raised one hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and you know, in academics and in math and uh, in classes and so on. There were challenges from students and parents and so on, but he persevered through all of that. Yeah, I think you know one of the things he did when we were young. After he got his college degree, he had to move down south of southern Wisconsin. And, you know, he had to leave Mary, and he left his mom and dad and all the family and friends. But he took that three years off to go down there, I think, just to get experience. And then he came back, and, you know, I don't think at that time he had much. And he came back, and he actually lived with us for about a year. Debbie and I, and you know, he just stuck to it though. He just wasn't going to give up on on uh, being a teacher, and he wasn't going to give up on being a Logan teacher. And I think he just kept driving until he got to his goal. You know, I was uh, I was at many many meetings with him. He was backer of the year at the at the Boys and Girls Club uh, back before I retired, and all the things he did to help the club uh, through Logan High School. But um, he. I was at many meetings with him, and I, I can reflect on uh, some meetings where he was the target of criticism, and he was challenged and so on. But talk about a life lesson. He always took the high road, and he did not react to some of that. He digested it. He processed it. But he just did not – he took a toxic situation, and he de-escalated it. And – that was always amazing to me how he could do that. He did that with everything, Terry. He's um, he did did that with family. He did that at school. He did that with uh, parents and kids in the sense that he wanted to give them their space, their time, and he wanted to hear them out. And uh, you're right; it takes plenty of time to weigh things and think through things before he reacts or responds. You know, he's he's one of those people. He, you talk about passion, 
but he doesn't jump up and down all the time. Mm-hmm. He he's just he's always a little bit behind the scenes because that's where he likes to be. And uh, but he, there's no one that perseveres more than he does, as you say. There's a good book out uh, by Ryan Holiday. It talks about the power of being a stoic. I've read it a couple different times. He was a stoic. In a positive way. In a positive way. You could have wrote that book. It's like you read it, you that. There's some people in there that it reminds me of, and that's Steve Hall. Stoic is somebody that basically uh, it, it has feelings and reaction and so on, but keeps everything in balance. Doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Uh, that is not judge, judgmental at all. Just sort of process, processes things, and, uh, uh, and you respect that sort of demeanor. Yeah, when you said that we were rough around the edge, you know, some of us, you know, Steve was just that way as a, as a young person. You know, he never would be confrontational with anyone. He would never get in a fight with anyone, whereas we might, but not Steve. I mean, he was always just, you know, he, he to me, he always had that smile on his face. Whenever I would see him, I would see him smiling and happy. It could be just that I showed up, but I mean, his life was that way. He just liked being just this happy guy, and and that that's what I really liked about him. We all recognize the importance of having a supportive spouse, and and we all have them, and we're blessed. Steve and Mary, quite a quite a combination. Met early, uh, met in high school, um, but through all his successes and all his involvement, uh, Steve in the community and beyond. Mary, right behind him all the time. Not not in a you know a dic- dictating way, but more in a support kind of in her own quiet way. Devotion, respect. You know, after the funeral, I went over to her sister's house and I talked to Mary and Scotty and Car- and Katie. And Mary had told me she says there hasn't been one day that I haven't been with Steve. Now in my life. Me and my wife are always going in different directions, but never a day in how long were they married? 40 some years? She said they were never apart. Well, hard to believe. I, that I didn't know. I hope Mary doesn't mind me sharing this, and I <laughs> no, don't think and she of course, does. I have an extremely supportive wife through all the things I've been involved in in 52 years of marriage, coming on 53, and uh, I'm blessed in the same way. Steve and Mary. Steve and Mary. Steve and Mary. It was always Steve and Mary. You never say Steve did this. It was well, they worked together, too. So yeah. I'd go in there and try to meet with him like at lunch hour, and she was, of course, in the office, and he was in his office on the other end of the building. But I'd, I'd go in there sometimes, Steve, you got him? And i look, oh, no, Mary's in there. They have a lunch together. <laughs> <laughs> this is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. And on this episode of the podcast, I've turned the microphone over to Terry Erickson, and he sat down the other day with friends Tim Colgan and Scott Mahalovic to talk about their very good friend, Steve Hole, who passed away late in April. The gentlemen will continue the tribute to their friend when Around River City continues. Welcome back. Today we are talking about the life of Steve Hole, a tribute to what he has accomplished. You know, Steve, not only did he accomplish a lot at Logan, but he was a Logan graduate and passed away 
on Wednesday, April 27th, unexpectedly. Spent 41 years in education, was a Logan athlete uh, growing up, and, uh, uh, and, and just accomplished a great deal. In fact, um, not only was he Logan High School Activities Director, which we remember towards the end of his career, but he was a graduate of 1968, uh, taught math and uh, for several years, even when he was the Activities Director, 41 years in public education, won many awards, but it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper to who he was. What a big loss for this entire community. So it, it really, um, it, what defines him, Scott Mahalovic, who you, you were the principal and a great friend, was his ability to build relationships. Yeah, I, I, I've always said this. Um, Steve Ho was the big brother I never had. And um, I really looked up to him. He's someone that um, I tried to emulate at times because he did things right. Uh, he's just a good, solid person. He cares about family. Family's number one in terms of values. Uh, but he and his wife, as you said earlier, worked together all those years at Logan High School so that they could be together as a family. So You know, Terry, I, I see it kind of the same way, but out of the educational world. I mean, he, he built relationships, just like Scott said, like with the Oktoberfest people, with people that we went to school with, with people that he would r run into, he would just be friends with them. I mean, he could really relate to a lot of people. F to me, I... I really admired the guy just as a friend. I mean, I, I, I saw him more than just that friend. He was just somebody that I loved to see, and he, you could tell he loved to see me. You might go through a period of time where you didn't see each other, and it, it might be a month, it might be six months, but when you saw each other, it was like you've been seeing each other all the time. So he was always you know, just somebody I really, I really admired. Well, relationship building, which Wally Genevico talked about, too, was uh, on display in two colors at the turnout at the memorial service. And both of you, Timmy and Scott, spoke. Uh, it was a testament to the impact that he had on lives in the community and beyond, certainly. Um, not surprising at all. When um, There was an article in the paper uh, on Sunday, the day of his uh, memorial service, and uh, it was a great article and talked about uh, some of the things he's accomplished, but more so, you know, a little deeper. And Jordan Gilgey, now the uh, activities director at Logan High School, talked about how uh, Steve helped the transition uh, in terms of making, uh, making it smooth for Jordan to take over for Scott. Scott, what do you think? I mean, you you saw him, you saw Steve supporting a lot of people like that. Well, um, you know, a lot of people, especially in leadership positions, um, can tend to have, <clears throat> and I'm one of them, a bigger than normal ego. Steve was just the opposite. He he had no ego. He he shared everything with everyone, and uh, he was more excited about. Uh, Jordan being able to transition into that position and do just as well, if not better than he, because that's the kind of person he was. It was for Logan. Yeah, and and it, it certainly was with Timmy Yu as a close friend and, and friends, but Casey Noble, the head football coach at Logan, talked about the unconditional support that he had for uh, – for the football program, for the coaches, including Wally when he started and didn't have much success. 
but um, that's just kind of the kind of person that uh, you want as a friend, supportive as he supported you. Well, um, you know, it's funny how he, the fellow's name was Jordan that became the AD. Is that correct? But to me, he was supportive of, like for me, when I came home from Vietnam and when I got out of high school, I was really bad, and Steve was really good. I mean, in fact, Tom Lovejoy said he was gooder than good, Steve was. But when I came home from the service and I really wanted to go to college because I was so poor in high school, and I thought I could do it, and uh, but I had no math background. I had, I had an algebra course come up, and it was scary to say the least. I knew I didn't know anything about algebra. And Steve came over to the house with his eighth book of, uh, book f- uh, of math for eighth graders, and he sat there, and he tutored me and tutored me until I could figure out X plus Y equals whatever. So it was a skill I I learned and I kept for years, but he was willing, I mean, to give, I mean, he really wanted you to be better, like with this athletic director. I'm sure he wanted him to be better than he was. Exactly. But, of course, if it wouldn't have been for him tutoring you in math at at your remedial level, you would have never become a successful pilot, my friend. Probably not. I mean, because (laughs) those simple little things that he taught me, I used all the time flying all over the world. So it was really kind of, and I thought of that too when I would do X plus Y equals this. You know, we use a lot of equations, nothing nothing drastic, but enough to where you have to solve for X. And so whenever I would do that, it would come into my mind a lot of times that I could do this because of Steve. You know, uh, uh, Principal Logan Principal Wally Genevico, a good friend of mine, uh, was uh, at the service and gave a eulogy, too, uh, for Steve. And he talked about a couple of things. I want your reaction. Steve, a selfless man. We, we sort of touched on that, but maybe you can embellish. Non-judgmental, a patriarch of the Logan family. And we talked about good relationship building. Yeah, I think Wally said it the best. He he is the patriarch of the Logan family. He um, he he's go ahead, Tim. Well, you know, (laughs) I mean, he was he developed relationships with all kinds of people. You know, I think with those kids, especially because when we were in the Oktoberfest parade. And thank God I got to do this with him. But in the last Torchlight Parade, Torchlight Parade, he and I and Debbie and Mary walked together in that parade. And I was just shocked at how many people were yelling, hey, Mr. Hole, Mr. Hole. And this wasn't some kid that he graduated with from Logan. These were all kids that he helped um, in high school. And I would never have said that to anybody. And, you know, the only teacher I can remember is Mr. Agat, and I don't think I'd be yelling at him, Mr. Agat, looking for his support. But, uh, but he was a good guy. But that's I was amazed at how that was yeah, going well, down I, that I, street. I didn't holler, "Hey, Mr. Hall!" I no. hollered, "Coach Hall!" Yeah, there you go. Because that's the only I heard thing, you. That's the only thing you did. Huh? <laughs> that's the only way, way I addressed him. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, yeah, he was wasn't Coach Hole to me, but um, he certain he was always Larry to me, and he was somebody that I liked being around. I just liked being around. I'd go to those football games, and he'd be at the end of the stadium, and I don't know if he was the cop of the day or what, why he was standing there. But he and I would stand there then and reminisce about us playing football there. But the kids would walk by, and they were always so nice to him. I, I just I was really uh, impressed by that. Yeah. You know, you both talked about his uh, abilities and uh, his career as a math teacher. You knew it, Timmy, of course. Scott, he worked for you. And certainly he was good at 
math, formulas, and all those kind of things that I'm not good at. But he was better at getting his students to raise to raise to another level, to understand but appreciate and enjoy the classroom, which made them successful. And that was true for all students, the remedial students, the honors level students. Uh, He'd spend time after school with anyone who would uh, ask the question and needed his time. And uh, he, he made a difference. He made a difference with all kids. And it's kind of interesting because... It's a bit introspective that he's a math teacher, and you think of math teachers as everything's linear, everything's sequential, everything's organized, and he was a very organized man, but many of his strengths aren't what you would think of a math teacher. The genuineness, the personality, uh, the selflessness, all those things. He just loved kids. He, he, he's a lifetime educator, and he continued after he retired, Terry. And you could see that with just me. You could see that with his family. I mean, you know, when you talk about what was most important to Larry or to Steve, what without a doubt was family. I mean, he he and Mary, like I said, they were together all the time. Scotty and Katie, he was always doing those fatherly things with those kids. So when it comes down, what was the most important? I don't, I don't think it was math. I think it was his family. And then I think it was the kids that he was able to influence, not necessarily through math, but through all the other things that he was involved with. Like at the football game, when he would stand at the end of the, of the uh, seating and he would just usher. I mean, it wouldn't be an usher, but he would just make sure there was no trouble and um, I'm sure he stood there and thought, God, I'm glad Colgan's not here on this, <laughs> over here in this you have to day bail, and age. He bail you out of trouble. Yeah, but, but he I, did. I, just on a personal note, I taught at Logan the two days after uh, Steve passed away on April 27th. And the uh, the the grief and the uh, the void, I'll say, and the lack of, uh, of, of the kind of Logan spirit that I usually see in the hallways, in the classroom, I mean, it impacted the entire school. It was not the same uh, on Thursday and Friday. And certainly his spirit will continue through the halls and through the walls and throughout the school. But it was a distinct difference those two days. It had to be. I, I mean, I, I'm there quite a bit, so I could testify to the fact that it affected the entire school. It does. Those things... Um... Those things always do. What I, what I was impressed with at the memorial service is I was uh, asked to speak, as we talked about, and I, I was pretty nervous about yeah, that, to me be too. perfectly honest. I didn't want anything to go wrong, but more importantly, I wanted to be sure that <laughs> I didn't lose it and break down like I thought I probably would. But he wanted everyone in red and white, and everyone came in red and white, and there were well over 800 people there, and it, it, it lent to a celebratory day, and it made it so much easier for everyone to speak and talk and honor a man who, who deserved that celebration yeah. on that day. It was, it was amazing. I, I talked to a funeral director. I talked to some people who go to every funeral they've ever seen. You've you never seen anything right like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never yeah, seen no, it. I, yeah, I, you I, are one. I absolutely yeah. agree with you. But you know, we have. I want a couple of things before we uh, end this great conversation here uh, this afternoon. 
Um, I think, Steve, all of us would agree, and it came through in Shining Colors through our uh, interview today, uh, that he was a gift to all of us. Why is Steve Hull so special to you, Scott? Uh, Morals, ethics, character. Um, Once again, someone that has it all, never said a bad word, never judges people, Um, someone... You know, we all want to be like Timmy. You know, very, Timmy, very special to you too. What's special about him? all? I mean, every to me, I hate to be just make such a general statement, but really, everything, everything that Scott said, you know, his his character was impeccable. You know, when like we'd go continue running around and he'd go home, um, he he was just really good that way, and that's what I think is most important is that his character. And the way he could get along with people. He could really bond with people. In the Oktoberfest group, you know, he was just such a nice guy to everybody. I believe everybody loved the guy. And he had that. And that's what I think is good in people, when you can really relate to other people higher up or the people that are lower than you, exactly. if you want to look at them as lower than exactly. you. Exactly. But, you know, uh, uh, Wally Genevico said, uh, among many things that he shared at the eulogy, that he was a he, he was a great man, but he wasn't perfect. That's why when I and I thought about uh, him throughout growing up, that's why I, I sort of referenced Eddie Haskell, because uh, he, he had some of that in him, too, in a, in a clever kind of fun way. Yeah, he did. You know, the one thing that he did to me you know he would never get into a I never saw him get into a fight but you know we played that football and he comes to the football game with a helmet this is when we were about eighth grade or seventh or sixth grade and we'd play football east and west in the end zone and Steve comes and all of us got our jeans and whatever on and here comes Steve with a football helmet and when we're playing I go to reach up to catch a ball and Steve comes in with a mask and hits me right in the mouth knocks me my tooth out bloodies me up but I'll bet you I'm the only guy he ever hit in the hit in the mouth ever ever you know he was just too (laughs) kind you think that was intentional absolutely I think he thought (laughs) Oh, I got the whack Colgan. Yeah. And he reminded me of this. And this is really true. He reminded me of this almost every time he saw me. He just was, he just thought that was so cool that he, you know, whacked me in the mouth. Um, well, I really don't know what he saw in me because I was, I was really, I mean, I was really at the other end of the spectrum. But, but I think he, you know, he liked to be a little bit on the edge, but, you know, he just wasn't going to go across that edge where most of us would. And we were good friends forever. I mean, just forever. I mean, he's the only guy I know that when I was in the service that we grew up with that wrote me a letter in the service. Um, we always stayed real close through the surf service after the the service with Mary you know he, he'd come he'd be around all the time then Mary showed up and that ended the card game we needed to find a fourth it seemed like but he was always just such a, a really good quality guy with a good character and I, I, I like that. I don't know why we became best of friends. I think a lot of people become best of friends with people that you would never think you'd be a best of friend with um, but Steve Steve but he was not just my best friend. He was best friends with Scott. He was best friends with Terry. He would be a best friend to a lot of people. It's just that when Steve and I are together, I think of him as my best friend. And, but I think he was best friend to lots of people. I think a lot of people throughout the community and beyond would agree with that statement. You know, for me and Steve, when we were together, I would say to him, 
what I would say to him alive or if he wasn't with us. I mean, uh, I was just very comfortable with Steve. I, I don't, in my life, I've got lots of friends, lots of acquaintances, but I don't have a lot of Steve's. And Steve was, you know, a, just a super good friend and, and one of the few. I probably, if I think about it, you know, of really good friends, I got a handful at best. But there's, he's the guy that was going to be there at the end of the day. He was the guy that was going to be there at the end of the game. He was the guy that was going to be there with you at the end. If you were in a fight at the end of the fight. And if, if, if I needed, if I needed to have a guy in my foxhole, he'd be the guy I'd pick. He was just somebody you could count on all the time. And I, that's what I loved about Steve. If Steve were here now, I would continue to show my appreciation to him. Uh, When, when my mom passed away, he was one of the first people there. When my brother passed away not too long ago, same thing. He was right there. And when my sister passed away, he had the same sort of uh, support. And uh, hopefully this tribute to him on this podcast can be, Steve, a, a way to pay you back for the kind of person you were to me and to our friends in the station here and uh, throughout the community. You know, I remember one thing you mentioned about Scotty and your sister and your mom, but uh, when my dad died, he was, like you said, one of the first ones there. And he came up and gave me a big hug, and he says, when you need to talk, you know where to go. And and I really appreciated that. You know, I had someone to talk to, and it's hard. You know how it is when you when you lose your mom. You just don't go out, and you're not talking to everybody. But I appreciated that from Steve very, very much. Uh, I would say to Steve, boy, <laughs> we're going to miss you. Uh, I miss you already. It's going to be hard not seeing him on the sidelines at the football games um, with kids in the classroom. Um, but, but I will do this. I will make a promise to Steve today that I will do what I can to make my life better based on the good things that he did for his family. Well, I, I want all of our listeners to know that we have that we have set up a Steve Hole Fund through the Logan Booster Club in his honor. So, uh, listeners, spread the word, please. You're invited to contact the school to obtain more information on the Steve Hole Fund through the Logan Booster Club. Uh, I want to leave you with a thought, and uh, it goes like this. And I love this quote, and it's 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 so succinct and so applicable to. Steve Hall, a life lived for others, because he did that, is certainly a life well worth living. And not everybody could say that, but certainly he, that was who Steve Hall was. I hope you enjoyed this special podcast as we're paying tribute to the life of Steve Hall on behalf of our producer, Ken Cooper, along with my guests, Tim Kogan and Scott Mahalovic. I'm your host, Terry Erickson, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Thank you. It's Around River City, the podcast about the people that make this area such a great place to live. And I think we've discovered that Steve Hole was definitely one of those people. I'm Ken Cooper, and I want to say thanks to Terry Erickson for coming together with his friends Tim Colgan and Scott Mahalovic to talk about their friend Steve Hole. And just a reminder that they have started a Steve Hole Fund that you can find out more about and contribute to through the Logan Booster Club. 
As always, you can subscribe to the Around River City podcast at aroundrivercity.com or anywhere you download your podcasts. It's absolutely free to do that, and you'll never miss an episode. I'm Ken Cooper.